Welcome to the Fearless Pursuits Podcast, where it's that time to slap your doubts and fears around, learn marketing and sales strategies, mindset hacks, and even a little metaphysical thrown in for good measure so you can have a breakthrough to success in your own life and business. I'm Sharon Lee, an online life and business coach and serial entrepreneur for over 25 years. My goal is to share with you everything that I've learned along the way, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. Each week, we'll explore what it takes to reach your goals and dreams and create that financial freedom through online entrepreneurship. If you're ready to dig in, listen in now to today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Fearless Pursuits Podcast. This is the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs who want to build wealth and freedom. And in this episode, we are talking about, are you too salesy? That's right. A lot of people are saying, I don't want to be salesy, (laughs) right? So we're going to talk about are you being too salesy and how not to be, give you some strategies so that you can make a profit in your business. So let's just dive right in. I want to give you the secret. That's right. The secret to not sounding salesy. So we realize if we have something to sell, it doesn't matter if it's a book or an online course, um, if you're talking about some sort of a digital product, physical products, you are probably online. We are living in the digital age and there's no mistaking the fact that yes, even brick and mortar businesses are advertising, marketing online, probably using social media. That would be Facebook, Instagram, sometimes it's LinkedIn and even Pinterest. So With that being said, we realize that we have a message. The message is for a particular demographic, and we are tailoring our messaging for that demographic. To do what? To sell them something, something that you are offering, right? So when you are a purposeful entrepreneur, okay, that means that you are very intentional, with your marketing. You do what you love. You help people. You empower people. You inspire. And you more than likely just hate selling. It's, I was talking to a client the other day. It reminds me of cleaning toilets for a lot of people, scrubbing the floors, ironing. We hate ironing, don't we? (laughs) Do we even do ironing anymore? (laughs) Well, here's the thing. You, You have to do it in some respect, right? Or you hire someone. So I always say that there's a ton of different ways to promote our businesses online. Um, But most of us want to do it as cheaply as possible. And that's through organic marketing. And the other way is through ads. Thing is, is that if we are doing it all ourselves, we realize that we are going to have to promote our businesses online. We are going to have to create some kind of content to do that, be it video or written. Um, We realize that it's leading up to something, right? All of this marketing is, is not just for 
you know, pushing content out. It's actually to have a sale. It's actually to help somebody out of their problem and into a solution, right? It's leading to, in most cases, uh, for coaches, consultants, freelancers, into a conversation, a sales conversation. So everyone has taken notice that people are digging deeper in life and business and that a major challenge is for women in business. Some men feel this way, but I can tell you a lot of women do. And we realize that they need to make money but they don't feel like they want to be selling, right? It makes you feel pushy. It makes you feel icky. (laughs) It makes you feel gross, disgusting, right? So there's been a lot of hype going around about, I've got my air quotes up here, authentic marketing and people offering training that is teaching you to not be salesy. But If you misapply the non-salesy principle, you'll be broke. So what's really sad is that a lot of people are hearing the message from the outside only, okay? And here's the problem. We're scrolling on social media all the time. We see things all the time. We see inspiring messages. We see quotes. And you know what? What happens over time, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. I would love to hear from you. But for most people, it sounds like words are wah, 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 wah. Kind of reminds me of peanuts, right? The, The mom or the teacher. You know, you can hear the kids clearly speaking English, and the mom or the teacher, wah, 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 wah. And that's what it sounds like for us when we're hearing these messages. We've heard them a million times. They seem to lose their magic. They seem to lose their message. But let me tell you, these thought leaders in the world, these people who are, let's call them gurus in the business and in marketing, They've been saying the same thing for a long time, but yet for whatever reason, people aren't listening to the message. Kind of reminds me of losing weight. Think about it for a second. We've been talking about losing weight, how to lose fat. I I don't know, since we were printing the first newspaper and it's, it's calorie in, it's calorie out, it's eating vegetables, it's eating fruit, it's watching your flour, watching your sugar, exercising, eating the right kinds of ratios of of fats. You know, it's not rocket science, but yet we still have tons of people struggling with it. And why is it? It's because people aren't taking things to heart. They're not practicing things. So there's a problem if you're only reading the headlines, right? You're only reading it and you're scrolling on. When you don't actually sign up to take these classes or join the online programs or pay the money to go to the events or, you know, you're, you're just not hearing the, sto- the whole story. You're hearing, don't be salesy, and you're misapplying that it means don't sell to a lot of people, especially women. Um, so then what I see a lot with my clients is they're not even making offers 
even the small ask. And we want to train our audience, just to give you a little quick tip here, you want to start training your audience for the small ask. What's a small ask? Uh, for example, it would be leave a comment below. Um, a small ask for you would be, hey, give this podcast a five-star rating if you really like it. Another small ask would be, hey, share this podcast if you really loved it to someone else who might need it, right? Those are small asks rather than if, let's say, for example, if you were a coach or a consultant, sign up for my free discovery session. See, that's a little harder for people to do because they'll feel vulnerable to be on the phone with you or something like that, right? So we have different levels of vulnerability and some are like, yeah, it's no skin off my nose. I, I can leave you a review, right? Versus, I don't know, I don't want to sign up for that thing because then I got to give you my email address. You see, so we have different levels of asks. But when I'm talking with my clients, for example, you want to start training your people, you start training your tribe and your audience for small asks so that when you do have something to sell, like, you know, you have a webinar, for example, um, or to get on your email list or to sign up for that freebie that you have, it's a, it's a bigger ask. So you want to be able to prime them and that way they'll start to get closer to you in that relationship. And that's ultimately what we want, okay? So I don't know how many teleclasses or webinars I've personally attended that were so packed with value that people on the call were just like salivating at the thought of buying, you know, what they what they got, right? Um, you could tell by the chats. You could tell how psyched up people were, how excited they were. But there was no close at the end. There was no ask at the end. I've been to tons of events where the fabulous speakers that everybody loved and would gladly have paid money for to, to work with did not make an offer. So why do you suppose that is? Somewhere along the lines, you've thought that if you're just a great woman, you're inspiring, and you give just tons of value that people will request to do business with you. That's not the message of the non-salesy people that, you know, we're trying to teach you. We're not, this is not the message that we're teaching you. That's not the way that you need to run your business, okay? That's not it. You don't just give value and say, thank you for coming, bye. <laughs> You've got to give them your call to action, okay? So all your favorite non-salesy millionaire women mentors, men, male mentors out there are super salesy, but you just don't hear it. Why? Well, it, it just has everything to do with them speaking their heart, right? So the reason you don't hear it or you see it is because they're speaking right into your heart, right? They know you better than you know yourself in some cases. They know what you struggle with. They know what you like. They know what you don't like. And they provide real solutions to help you. And you're thinking, wow, they, they really know me. They, they know exactly what I need. That's what you're feeling, right? Have you ever had that experience where you read some social media 
a post or you you listened to um, a Facebook Live or an Instagram IGTV or some video on LinkedIn, you know, and you thought, oh my gosh, it's like they know my problem. Well, it's because they've studied their market really well. They know how to do sales really well. They know how to do sales in a way that serves but oh yes, they are salesy in the sense that they sell like, <laughs> like there's no tomorrow, right? Like nonstop selling, okay? So there's really no such thing as non-salesy. Sorry, that's it. <laughs> and we're done. No, just kidding. If you want to make money with your business, you need to be doing and asking for sales. Non-salesy is just a phrase that they coin to relate to you, to show you how to, you know, do sales in a different way, but do it in a way that you can feel good about. You're screwing it up when you think it means to be passive, to rely on hope or a luck, or just wait around for people to ask you if they can buy from you. I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Sorry. I guarantee you that any sales guru out there pushing this non-salesy lingo fully intends for you to intentionally and to aggressively get sales. So don't get this twisted, okay? It's not what they're saying and doing. It's who they're talking to, okay? That's an important distinction. There's no sales copy that's icky. There's no marketing method that's gross. It's all about who you're talking to and who's listening. So this is something that I push with my clients. I have the Sales and Confidence Mastery group program where we meet every single Wednesday and do group coaching. And what I teach them, because it's about confidence, there's a lot that goes into your marketing, getting leads, having sales calls, all those things that's related to strategy, of course, but confidence. And what I teach them is a third of the people are going to hate you. A third of the people are going to be kind of indifferent. You know, they're just going to kind of take you or leave you. And a third of the people are going to freaking love you. Those are, the, those are your tribe. Those are your, the people that you want to be talking to, okay? The truth is, is that no matter how carefully you craft your message, no matter how compassionate caring, loving, and giving you are with your words, no matter how hard you toiled to craft that perfect message or how much money you paid someone to do it, that you think it doesn't sound salesy, right? I guarantee you, if you're not finding and talking to the right crowd, there's going to be a handful of people out there, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, they're going to think you sound gross to them. It's because they're not the right people for you. Okay? I'm going to illustrate this here in a minute. The secret is that there's no secret. The fact is that some people will still think you sound salesy. Who cares? I remember I did this video. Um, I don't remember which one it was. I have a YouTube channel. Some guy comes in. Of course, you know he's just a troll. 
but he said that my voice sounded shrill. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I, I've never heard that before. And another one told me that I had a long neck. <laughs> you know, so, you know, people, they want to mess with you online. We talk about everything online entrepreneurship, and that's just pretty much the way it is, okay? Uh, there's going to be people that don't like you. There's going to be people that mess with you, but who cares? Because the people you want to attract won't think you sound salesy. If you're listening to this and you think I'm full of BS, right, you, you're probably already gone by now anyway. But if you think this is a good message, you're probably listening and you're not thinking I sound salesy or that, that I have a voice that's shrill, right? So think about that. There's going to be some people that really like your message. They really like what you have to say. Those people are going to stick around. The rest of the people are going to go. Being salesy or non-salesy is not determined by the words you choose, not by your message, not by your strategies. It's about knowing who you want as a client, offering real solutions that they need, giving real value and speaking right to their heart. So as I've said, and, and I've probably made um, an episode on this and a podcast on this, but market research is pretty critical. Um, you definitely need to craft your message to those people. Make sure that you are chasing off, literally trying to chase off certain people and you're trying to attract the right people. That's what we want to do. We want to speak to our ideal audience. So let's do a little eye-opening exercise, okay? So I'm going to read to you two pieces of sales copy, okay? And you're probably not an ideal audience for one of them, and you might be for the other, okay? So let's take a little snippet of sales copy from someone that talks about being non-salesy. And try to imagine that you are not their target market, okay? That you don't need and you don't care what they offer, okay? To make this easier to imagine, I'll take the sales message um, that you don't think is salesy, okay? And I'll replace it with something that you don't want, something that you don't need, like a lawn mower. Okay, are you ready for this? Okay, here, here's the one, <clears throat> and I'm not going to read the whole thing. Here is the sales copy, and try to pretend like you are not the ideal client. Here we go. I'm going to walk you through exactly what I did to build a multi-million dollar business from scratch, from home, over a three-year period. Plus, these are the same systems and processes I've taught to hundreds of my private mentorship students, and they too have experienced big success from their business. I want this for you too. This really can be a reality. All right. Now, I'm going to read you the copy, but I'm going to replace it with something that you don't need or something that you don't want. Are you ready? Here it is. I'm going to walk you through exactly what I did to get a million-dollar looking yard from scratch. Plus, these are the same systems and processes I've taught to hundreds of my lawn care students, 
and they too have experienced big success from their lawn. I want this for you too. This really can be your reality. So you see, that was kind of interesting, right? So one might have sounded salesy to you where the other might not have. It's kind of an interesting thing, right? That sounds pretty dang salesy, you might be saying to yourself, right? When I remove the thing that you relate to and change the word so that it has something you're not remotely interested in, and when I made it so that you're not the right person, the target market for the message, the salesiness just jumped right out of you, right? It, it just wasn't uh, sales anymore. It might have made you roll your eyes a little bit <laughs> and not want to finish even listening, right? Because it felt pushy and gross, right? But funny how you don't feel that way when you read sales copy that is for you. You're like hanging on the edge of your seat. And you're like, I need this, <laughs> right? The thing is that smart marketers and successful business pe- women and men and mentors, they, they write to sell and serve at the same time. The words aren't your enemy, okay? So we're focusing on words because most of us, if not all of us, are creating something that needs to be seen by an ideal client, by a prospect, by a future client, right? And so words are kind of important to focus on. It simply has to do with being honest and true in what you're offering and knowing who you're talking to so you can reach their heart. There's no word that's bad in in and of itself. There's no strategy in marketing that's bad in and of itself. That's just silly thinking, right? There are words that work and successful people use them. There's lots of research on this. I have a product called Sexy Content that converts uh, because we're using science from decades and decades of marketing to help us convert in our marketing, right? Smart entrepreneurs actually study and draw inspiration from great copy that works. It's not copy that you personally think is great. It's copy that has actually proven its effectiveness by actually working as intended, like a sales page or a product launch that brought in millions and millions of dollars in sales time and time again, like clockwork. So, you know, it's just easy for us to really see that there's so much more that we can do and we don't have to be thinking that we're salesy. You know, how often do you get the salesy buzz that You know, it holds you back from truly connecting with clients. Let me tell you, it all comes down to mindset. Now that you've you've listened to this and you see that it's partially words, partially strategy, it comes down to mindset, doesn't it? Once you change your perspective on what sales actually is, that's when It will be the game changer for you and your business. So what is sales, right? 
Sales is helping people into a solution and out of a problem. Now, you've told yourself why you're not good at sales. You've told yourself you're not good at sales. We all do this. It really just holds you back when you're talking with clients, right? It's one of the biggest things that gets in people's way. And this is what we discuss a lot in the Sales and Confidence Mastery. Besides, you know, talking about confidence, we're talking about the strategy as well. So the next time the fear in your head of being salesy comes to your mind, start to think about how you can serve, not sell. Now, um, this last Wednesday in our Sales and Confidence Mastery uh, coaching session, we were talking about motivation. And the topic came up, and I see the correlation here, the topic of how do I stay motivated when I don't want to do all the work, right? I don't, I don't want to do the marketing. So the answer to that is the same here. Think about why you got into the business that you're either getting ready to get into or that you've been in. Sure, you're thinking, I want to work from home. I want to be able to take care of my kids. I want to make lots of money so that I can have some freedom and travel. Of course, travel is another story these days with all of the craziness that the world is experiencing. But we want that freedom to do those things. We want to be our own boss. We don't want people to tell us what to do, right? And after a while, when you're working in your business, one of the things that happens, especially because we're marketing online, is you get burned out and you start feeling like you don't want to do this anymore. This marketing thing is hard. I hear that a lot. And I just can't get anybody to uh, comment on my posts. I can't get anyone to call me uh, to sign up for a discovery call. I hear that a lot. And so you get discouraged, right? And it's kind of hard to keep going when you're feeling discouraged. So what do you do? You have to remember why you started. So yeah, it has everything to do with the freedom aspect. It has everything to do with, yeah, I've got to pay rent. I have to pay mortgage. Um, I've got to take care of my kids. They need food. They need clothes. They need shoes. Of course you do. That's a big reason. But what else? And we love to do that as coaches. But why? What else? Let's go deeper. The deeper reading, excuse me, the deeper reason that we started our business has to do with helping people. And if you're focusing in on how you need it for rent, it's, it's a completely different mindset. It's a completely different fo- focus. It's a completely different energy. And yeah, we talk about spirituality as entrepreneurs, conscious entrepreneurs. You must really connect with your heart. You must really connect with the deeper reason you're doing this. You are doing this business not just to make money. Yes, of course you want to make money, but let's put that aside for a second. A beautiful reason is to serve, to help people. 
you want to think about sales in a way of collaboration, right? So when you're saying, I have to do a call to action, I have to have a small ask, a medium ask, a big ask, I have to pitch. How about thinking about it? Now, this is reframing it. This is a way for you to think differently. You're not pitching. I'm not putting a call to action. I am asking to collaborate with someone. Now, how does that feel? Asking to collaborate with someone versus I have to put a call to action here. You see, one feels hard, has an energetic feeling behind it. And the other, when you're talking about collaborating, is kind of a wonderful way of looking at it, right? So this is why we use different thoughts to help us to find motivation. Uh, We use different thoughts to help us see things differently, to put a new lens on our eyes. So what we want to be thinking about is inspiring with our messaging, not convincing. This is what a lot of people do too. They're always thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I feel so salesy, right? No, you're not, you don't have to convince somebody. I have to convince somebody that um, maybe you're a virtual assistant, that they need my services. You don't have to convince somebody. You inspire them, okay? And we use pain points. Remember I told you that there are some strategies. We use pain points. But we can also use their desired emotion. We can use their desired feeling to inspire them to create our content, right? Rather than convincing. So when you're in that mindset of I have to convince Of course, your energy in marketing, your energy in sales, getting leads, any of that is going to feel hard versus how can I inspire someone today? How can I inspire them to collaborate with me? You see, that's completely different, right? What about nurturing? So it's not salesy, right? Think about when you have to write your next piece of content. How can I nurture my audience today? You're not forcing them, okay? We are not convincing them. We are not forcing them. And this is what a lot of people do. They're in that mindset of, I I must convince them. I must put together a pitch. I must sell. And it's not. It's about how can I serve today? How can I um, collaborate with someone? How can I inspire someone today? How can I nurture my audience And this is what is really powerful for us to understand when we don't want to be salesy. We want to be thinking about how we can serve, how we can help people. And I think that this is a really powerful podcast. And if you found it powerful, if you found this helpful, Be sure to send this to somebody, share it out wide, and give this podcast a five-star rating, and be sure to subscribe to the channel so that you can come back and listen to the podcast when I get a fresh one. This is Sharon Lee. Now go out and serve. This week's episode was jam-packed with great content, and now it's time for you to take massive action. 
Make sure to schedule your strategy session with yours truly and also visit fearlesspursuits.com where you can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found the show valuable, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes too. Or if you simply tell a friend about the podcast, that helps too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. This is your fearless online business coach, Sharon Koenig. Thanks for listening. Now go out and be fearless so you can change the world.